Welcome to the podcast. I am Tesla. And I am Alicia Adams. We are the founders of 1111 Talent Collective, which is a recruitment agency that specializes in the retail apparel and consumer goods industry. So today we're going to talk about 1111's top 11 interviewing with intention tips. Side note, these tips can also be applied to dating and y'all love life. (laughs) So here's what you want to consider and the overarching theme. What value are you bringing? Break that down. What does that mean? When we say what value are you bringing, this should be your overarching goal to articulate through the interview. And when I say what value are you bringing, what I mean is what is your unique offering? What makes you the right candidate for this role? And of course, you want to be interviewing the company as well, but go with the intention to really showcase what your unique offering is and the value you bring. Okay, number one. Like we can go easy pickings here. Like read the job description and have examples ready. (laughs) Have tangible examples ready of how your skills match the job description. You know, the secret to an interview is like the value you bring, but being well-rounded, like not just focusing Mm -hmm. on accomplishments, but also highlighting the aspects that you failed at, that you learned at, that you grew from. Those are the pieces that really stick with the recruiter or the hiring manager and help tell a really compelling story about who you are, the value you're going to bring. So here's my trick when I'm prepping for an interview. Because I think you don't know, you can prep for hours and anticipate the questions that they're going to ask you, but you don't know, they could throw a curveball at you, right? Mm. So what I like to do is, to your point, think of at least three really strong examples about myself where I have context, I have an example, a specific example, I have a story from my career, something that I accomplished or I want to share that I can work into the question they're asking me. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. You kind of have to think on your feet a little bit, but you'll have these, you know, handful of really strong examples in your back pocket that you can play when you're feeling a little bit like overwhelmed or yes you know when you get a question and you kind of have that panic moment think back to your three examples which one can slide in nicely and you'll have thought it over yes right it's such a delicate balance of not being too rehearsed either Mm -hmm. right and be prepared for those curveball questions exactly but also have like you've done your prep you know what things you want to highlight and articulate that's so important but then you're also prepared to answer questions on the fly too so Mm -hmm. they're getting a really well-rounded picture of who you are that's authentic exactly so I usually like to have three examples in my back pocket one is a failure so again you spoke about being honest this is always I guarantee at some point in your interview process someone's going to ask you about something you failed at right so think about it before you go in you would be shocked how many people get stumped by this question so think about a failure everybody has them don't say that you take on too much or you can't delegate like think of an actual thing in your career that you fucked up 
Yes. Right? A hundred percent. And speak powerfully to it. The key is what did you learn? How did you grow? Exactly. Exactly. What did you learn from it? So have a really compelling failure as one of your examples. The second one is, of course, an example of a strong work achievement. So think about something you're the most proud of in your career, whether it was, you know, a project that you led or it was landing a great client, landing a candidate, whatever it was from your past that you're super proud of, talk about it and give some context to it. The third thing is I like to always have an example of a soft skill or how I can showcase my emotional intelligence. Such a great call. Like, can you give an example? Like, what's a soft skill mm-hmm. and how would you speak to it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, what, like, one of the more obvious ones that has come to my mind is communication. So often people say I'm a really strong communicator as a soft skill. But it's like, how can you put that into context? Like, what kind of crazy situation were you in in a project or in a work atmosphere where you really showcased that your communication was excellent, it was on point, it propelled something forward or it stopped, you know, the shit hitting the fan, whatever it was. Think about something tangible you can share to really showcase that soft skill. Love that. Okay, so that is, that's how I, where I start. So like you said, you're going to read the job description. You're going to think about your top three examples to showcase yourself really well in an interview. And then where do we go from there? How else do you prep for an interview? Mm-hmm. I love, you know, we have the top 11 interviewing with intention tips that we'll post on the interview notes and mm-hmm. we can put this on our blog as well. But I'm looking at number two and this is something you do. So do you want to speak to that? Yeah. So I like to prep for interviews by talking out loud. <laughs> so those three um, stories or examples that I was speaking about, you need to prepare. Actually, lock yourself in your room or your car and run yourself through them out loud because you're going to ramble the first couple of times or you're not going to hit your point. Um, And I think writing them down maybe is one good step to take, but take that piece of paper away at some point and run yourself through it out loud. And it's actually so powerful because there's research and science that shows Once you've said it out loud, your brain is kind of absorbing the memory of that. So when you're doing it in the interview, your brain's familiar. It knows what to do. It remembers what's been said. Mm -hmm. And you're going to come across a lot more confident and less nervous. Exactly. Okay, so we're going to run through the top 11 here. So we've talked about one, read the job description. Two, talk out loud with your interview questions. Number three. Number three is have two to three questions prepared for the interviewer. And so typically in an interview, at the end, they'll say, do you have any questions for me? Have questions prepared. It's so important. There's nothing worse when the candidate says, no, I'm good, because it feels like they're not using the opportunity to really assess the company. And the company wants to feel that they're being assessed too. And it feels like they're not engaged, like they it don't does. care. Yes. And I would also say you don't have to wait until the end to ask your questions. If it comes up naturally in the flow of conversation, ask a question back to the interviewer. So it becomes more of a conversation. It becomes more of an easy dialogue. Great. Okay, number four. I love this one. Understand the dress code. 
I'm not even going to talk to you about the dress code that's happening right now in this podcast. It's insane. Um, (laughs) Okay, so understanding the dress code, where I go with this is everybody thinks I need to wear a suit. Tess, do you need to wear a suit? You do not need to wear a suit. Unless you're interviewing at Goldman and Sachs in New York City. It's, I think, the only place that's still wearing a three-piece suit. Wear a suit. I mean, I think there are companies that it would be appropriate. You need to do some research here or at the very least, ask, ask the recruiter, ask whoever is arranging your interview for you to come in. If you don't have a strong pulse check on what people are wearing in the office, there is no harm in asking. Mm-hmm. Great. Is it, I just want to touch on this too. Is it acceptable to wear jeans in an interview? At a lot of companies it is. And I think you should ask the question, Mm -hmm. right? And if you are wearing jeans, be mindful of the jeans you're choosing to wear. You might want to wear your dressier pair or you want to be more dressed up than normal. However, you want to be mindful of the culture that you're walking into. Exactly. Great. Number five, and this is so important and it could be number one. It should be top of mind, but know what the company does and what they stand for. More and more companies, I know all of our clients at 1111 are very purpose-driven and purpose-led and it matters to them so very much that you are too. (laughs) And it matters to them so very much what you're purposeful about. And if it aligns with their brand, even better. So how how do you find out what the company stands for, or if mm-hmm. they're a purpose-led company, how can candidates go about that? I think a great place to start is going on their website. Mm-hmm. They're going to really represent all of their values through that website. That's going to be such a good way to interact with the brand. Also, their social media is a great place to start. You can look at Glassdoor and get a feel for what other employees are saying. However, I find that pretty hit or miss you get really disgruntled people and then you get really positive people where you're like, is this even a real employee or just the HR department pumping these <laughs> out? <laughs> That's a good um, call. But take your time and know who they are and you can read, you'll find a lot of articles. And I, I know like one of our clients, Lush, is a really big player around the sustainability movement, native shoes as well. Mm-hmm. And so we spent so much time researching, really understanding what drives these businesses and what's the impact they're trying to make on a global scale. And then when we're interviewing candidates, we're really listening for, do they care about these issues? Are they naturally driven by these issues? And normally if you're attracted to that brand, then yeah, you're going to be. Great. And I think another way is if you know anybody who works at that company, even if it's a bit of a distant acquaintance I would say go out on a limb and take them for a coffee before such your interview right so to really get the inside scoop and be able to speak powerfully to all those kind of cultural nuances that maybe you might not pick up on from their website or social media great Okay, so number six, know who their competitors are. This is an interesting one. Why should I know who the brand's competitors are going into an interview? 
what I've experienced in a lot of interviews is candidates that come in and they are aware of the brand and who their competitors are, especially in that market, it just shows that they've gone the extra mile. They've done more research. They really understand the market intelligence nuances of the industry, and they're going to be able to make better assumptions about the brand about what it's like to work there and they're clearly intentional about working for that brand as opposed to the others exactly and I think there's also when I worked in-house there were certain situations where a candidate would bring up a direct competitor competitor of ours and talking about how much they loved them or they wore their product and mm-hmm. it was almost kind of a a turnoff. I was right. thinking like, you can't say this to the hiring manager like, right. <laughs> or they can dress head to toe in our competitor. Like don't do that. Yes. Right. Like have you. some, an awareness around that. Totally. And we could play the line here and try to be all neutral about it. But the reality is, this is the behind the scenes, <laughs> behind the scenes. We're going to give you the real deal. Great. Okay. Number seven, know your compensation expectations, please. This is such a big one. It's such an important conversation to have. And when you have candidates that either don't know or say they would rather not discuss it, it really kind of draws this like invisible wall between you and the candidate. It's hard to move forward, I feel, Mm -hmm. at that point in an interview. That's such a good way to put it. And I feel like this is a whole other podcast episode on compensation and knowing what to say. But What if you don't know? Yeah, great. So this is why you're prepping for an interview. So you're going to want to do some research and you're probably going to notice online, you're going to get a wide range of salaries. So I would say try to Google um, regionally, like as as locally as possible, companies that are a similar size. um, Going back to Glassdoor, they do have a lot of information about compensation on there right I'm just trying to think of where you can access comp Mm -hmm. publicly um and then this is another area where again I would say you're going to need to network a little bit and talk to people in similar roles to understand um and it might actually be easier to talk to somebody who's in a more senior role but in the same industry as you that would be willing to share you know where they started or where people on their team um, are within, you know, a salary range to give you some context. Great. Okay. Number eight, it says make eye contact, smile and be comfortable. I'm not going to spend too much time on this one. That's pretty self-explanatory. It is. And I would say, I would say it's so important how you walk into this interview. Right. So when you're sitting in your car, you're early, don't, over prepare take that last 10 minutes to take a deep breath to Mm. say your affirmations to get in a good headspace walking into this and then that eye contact that smile that ease is going to come naturally but I think there's a moment where you need to kind of gather yourself right you know really good advice I love that Okay, number nine, ask about their timeline to hire. So this is really important for you as the candidate to kind of gauge your life and your decisions. You need to know, are you the first person they've interviewed? And this is going to be 
a six to eight week process or are you kind of the last one they've got in under the wire and this is going to be a really quick process and you need to be able to gauge how you're going to wrap up your current role. If that timeline works for you, maybe you have a vacation coming up you need to be in discussion about. Um, It's really important to kind of have a baseline understanding of when this hire is going to take place. Okay, number 10, arrive 10 minutes early. 10 minutes is the perfect time to arrive, check in at reception, and then you're going to sit down and you're going to take a couple of moments to yourself to just breathe and relax. But you want to give yourself ample time to make that 10-minute early check-in time at reception. And you want to think about Google Map, how long does it take you to get to the interview? You might have to take transit. You want to allow for a late bus or you want to allow for not finding a parking Parking. spot. That could be a killer. You just want to eliminate all of the things that could stress you out about being late. You just want to take that off the table completely so it's one less thing to worry about. So if I've allocated, let's say, an hour to get to my interview, I'm there within 30 minutes... Should I go in? No. 30 minutes is too early to go in. Um, And and it can make things uncomfortable for you and for them if they have you sitting in reception for that long. So I would say you want to just wait outside or in your car or go for a walk or grab a coffee. You want to check in 10 minutes before. And if I grab a coffee, should I bring my coffee into the interview? I wouldn't. I think it's your call, but I find that it can be uncomfortable for that initial greeting, whether whether you're shaking hands or when you're coming in, I would leave the coffee behind. Right. And often the interviewer will offer something to you, water, tea, coffee. I would say take them up on that. Yes. But don't necessarily bring in your own hot coffee. Yes. Agreed. Great. Great. Last one, we touched on this a little bit, but breathe and be yourself. Oh, that is so beautiful. And Alicia, you mentioned affirmations earlier. So I would love to know, like, what is an (laughs) affirmation (laughs) that you do before an interview? Okay, you could do, um, I am worthy. I am shining. I am confident. I have this job. Imagine yourself in the role. I'm like, like really like taken aback right now because <laughs> I've n- this is so powerful. If, if you take one takeaway from this whole episode, let it be what Alicia just said right now. I love that. Just check in for affirmations from Alicia. Check in for affos <laughs> from Alicia. Be yourself. This is your time to really showcase who you are. There's only so much preparation you can do. And people want to hire a human being. And so that requires you allowing them in and letting them know who you are and what you stand for. And I think what we want to close on and something that we really kind of got let guide us is a quote by the one and only... Oprah. Oprah Winfrey. Winfrey. The queen. The queen herself. And I think it's really applicable to interviewing is don't hold anything tightly. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Do your best. Show up. And then let it go. And know that the right decision will be made. What does that mean? Okay, wait. Don't hold anything tightly. Let it go. I think 
that holds so much power for us. But what does that mean to you when you hear that? It means don't be so attached to the outcome, right? Go in, prepare, do your best and know that the right decision will be made. And that might mean you not getting this job and that's okay. You know, we get so attached to things sometimes and we just have to trust that we'll get the role and the job and the company that's truly right for us. Okay, here is a recap of your tangible takeaways from this episode. Number one, read the job description and have three examples ready in your back pocket. Number two, prep for your interview by talking out loud. Number three, have three questions prepared for the interviewer. Number four, arrive 10 minutes early. No more, no less. Number five, understand the dress code. Number six, know what the company does and what they stand for. Number seven, know who their competitors are. Number eight, know what your compensation expectations are. Number nine, make eye contact, smile, and be comfortable. Number 10, breathe and be yourself. And last one, number 11, ask about their timeline to hire. If you have feedback on this episode or episode suggestions, so things you want to hear us talk about or guests you want us to interview, send them to hello at 1111talent.com. We will select one comment per month for a one-on-one session on a people topic of your choice. So it could be on interview preparation, it could be a vision and goal session, or even defining your purpose. Thank you for tuning in to today's session 11, the human side of business. And that's a mother wrap. Toodles! Toodles!